This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets. Another little bonus episode, a quick snackable episode for you Nets fans out there that are kind of discouraged right now after the Nets lose three in a row without KD. For the Nets fans that are also feeling like this is deja vu from last year. I know it's not everyone. Uh, There are Nets fans that are out there saying this is not the same as last year. This is not the same as last year, but you can't deny that uh, they lost 11 in a row without KD. And um, they just lost three in a row. And there's some similarities. Last night, the Nets went to San Antonio, which has been a house of horrors for Brooklyn and New Jersey. And they lose a game to Jeremy Sohan and uh, Jakob Podol and uh, Keldon Johnson and Johnson and a bunch of randoms. So Keith McPherson, Robin Lundberg, Hudson Flynn. What's up, guys? Yeah, I, I mean, Keldon Johnson had a really good game, right? Uh, but a, as far as the overall points uh, and, and where we're at right now, uh, I'm going to focus on three things. Number one, and, and I said this uh, for, for SI earlier, Kevin Durant, this is proving he may be the most valuable player in the league. He's not going to win the MVP because he's going to miss too many games for that, considering how great some of the other players are. But now we're, we're starting to get this large sample of when he's not there, the team falls off a cliff, which is one of the reasons he asked for a trade. And he's a huge floor raiser. And maybe he hasn't gotten enough credit for that historically as far as the other facets of his game, not just scoring, but the imprint he can have on the game. He's been a playmaker for this team, and and he's been a cog defensively, not to mention he's having a historic shooting season. Two, the other two stars. Kyrie Irving didn't play in San Antonio. Obviously, they missed him. They're going to need him against Phoenix. But we've said this before. You know, Kyrie's kind of proven he's not a number one, but you, you need him to step up. In this moment, he's the one that said after the, the game the other day, you know, I'm here now. Well, you got to be there. You got to show out. You got to prove Ben Simmons. I, ben Simmons is so frustrating because he could have not. It was Kelvin Johnson who was the best player on the floor. Ben Simmons could have been the best player on the floor when he picked up his fourth foul. That was the difference in the game. And I swear, I think he's doing it purposely sometimes. Like he's like reaching and grabbing so he doesn't have to play at the end. He was great. He won me some money because I bet on him having a triple-double, but he had a big imprint on the game. If he could have just stayed on the floor, the Nets win that game. You know, so that's part of that He was attacking early. I'm with you, Robin. I see. Yeah. I saw the same thing, and I don't mean to cut you off, but we all saw how aggressive he was, and we were like, okay, this is different. And, yeah, towards the end of the game, I literally had that same thought because you said that on the last episode. Like, is he trying to be pulled out? Is he being more aggressive so that Jacques Vaughn takes him out of the game, minding his fouls? 
I, I don't. I, I, I want to believe it. that that's not a thing. No, no, me too. I want to believe it's not a thing either. But that could have been the Ben Simmons game. That had a chance to be the Ben Simmons game, and it wasn't. It was supposed foul. to be. I, I woke up from a nap, and Kyrie's got calf soreness. He's questionable for the game. I'm like, okay, so who are they relying on? Royce, Joe Harris, and that's the last point, real quick. And Hudson, obviously, j- jump in after this. The, Joe Harris and Seth Curry. Joe Harris stinks. He just stinks. He he should not be playing. I I, I done. And Seth Curry, kind of mid. Like he has those games. I wouldn't mind trading Seth Curry if he has some sort of value. It was the bench guys, Edmund Sumner and T.J. Warren, who really led the way. Yeah, I, I don't have too much faith in, in those two shooters per se. Yeah, and Robin, I don't want to uh, rehash too many of the things that you just said, but in terms of Kevin Durant, uh, the Nets are succeeding and are you know, this, the second seed in the East, all that stuff with Kevin Durant on the floor because Kevin Durant is on the floor. The Nets are in kind of in, in a situation that is akin to something close to cap hell. When you look at the contracts being given to Joe Harris, how much we're paying Ben Simmons for, I am not going to be fooled by this one game because honestly, my opinion about this game is not as, as positive as your guys's is. I see seven turnovers and four of 10 shooting for Ben from Ben Simmons, which I'm not especially impressed by. Kevin Durant is preventing the Nets from being looked upon as a, a managerial and financial joke in the league. We have a ton of money. A ton of Joe size money is tied up in, frankly, subpar players, subpar for their contract and subpar generally when it comes to Joe Harris. And I like Joe Harris. I like everything he's done for the Nets. Obviously, he's been a big culture guy, the only guy that's been here through the transformative years, uh, we can call them, of the Nets. But what makes Kevin, what Kevin Durant doing so impressive is because he is coming in and he's doing something that we have seen a lot of really good superstars get plaudits for, but not necessarily Kevin Durant. You see LeBron come into a Cavs team that is just, you know, Bron and some scrubs and he raises the floor. You see Luca come into a Mavs team, Luca and some scrubs raises the floor. That's the kind of thing that Kevin Durant is doing. I don't necessarily think that the Nets are a scrub level team. I mean, I certainly think they might be a scrub level team if they don't have any of their three stars. But what he is doing right now, bringing them not from bad to mediocre, but from mediocre to great when him and Kyrie are playing at the same time, it it, it can't be applauded enough. And there's always the age old debate of, you know, is the MVP just the best player on the best team? Is he the player with the best stats or is he literally the player who is the most valuable to his team? And obviously that is not the way that the NBA does it, but Kevin Durant is the most valuable, I think, in my opinion, superstar in the NBA, save for maybe LeBron because LeBron is dragging the Lakers team into any sort of relevancy. Yeah. And with the MVP, they love to give back-to-back MVPs. And I I said on Twitter, they're just going to give it to Embiid the next two years. They gave it to Jokic twice. They gave it to Giannis twice, uh, Steph Curry, LeBron. You can go back in time. And it's just like, Something it's just like a pattern. I don't know if you believe in 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 that, but um, you know, back to the Nets. Watching the game last night was frustrating. They had 15 points in the first quarter. Joe Harris had a triple dud. He had zero 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 points, zero rebounds, zero assists. Assist. He's doing cardio out there. He's doing cardio. He's just out there for 17 minutes. Yeah, getting a, a a little sweat in. Um, Kevin Durant affects the whole team. Utah hasn't been the same without KD, and. They're, they're expecting guys like uh, Cam Thomas to come off the bench and get going, and Cam hasn't played. And, like, you know, I saw everybody talking about free Cam, free Cam. And it's like, I don't know, Cam Thomas is stepping out of bounds. Like, 
it's just, I don't know. It was a frustrating game to watch. And I just feel like we got to go through this. I'm glad that they won every game for a month, 12 in a row. It's kind of weird. Like, this is what Nets fans go through, right? It's just like. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We can't ever have anything nice. They get rolling and they come right back down to earth. And, you know, Nick Claxton was quoted in the post game saying this. He said, well, last year it was just kind of a toxic environment. Didn't know if everybody wanted to be here at this time of the year. There's no divide between everybody that's out there. We're we're going to figure it out. Like basically saying, you know, again, we talked about Kyrie shooting at Harden and uh, Claxton was good friends with Harden. But, you know, it was a toxic, toxic environment because clearly Harden didn't want to be there during that stretch last year. These guys want to be there. Um, these guys are getting opportunities to play. I just think it's going to ru- be rough. They're on this West Coast trip. They probably lose all these games. Based off what I've seen so far, Kyrie, I guess, has to come back in. And then that's my my next quick point um, for this quick episode. You know, Kyrie has to come back in and lead. And uh, fans keep expecting him to drop 40. I don't see it. But shout out to my guy, Michael Scotto, who writes for Hoops Hype. Hoops Hype. I've run in the Scotto at uh, Barclays Center a bunch. He said several NBA executives believe Kyrie Irving and the Nets will continue their partnership together beyond this season. I haven't read the article yet. I'm not buying too much into that. I said in the last episode, and I saw we got like a YouTube comment where somebody was like challenging it. If you're the Nets, you're looking at Kyrie like, hey, go for it, bro. There was a narrative that Sean Marks traded for James Harden because you couldn't depend on Kyrie for whatever reason, whether it was an injury, whether it was a birthday party, whether it was who who knows. So now it's supposed to be Kyrie's time to shine. KD is out for a month. I don't know. The Cavs soreness thing popped up, and I just was like, man, I, I, we got nothing. We got nothing. And the the Spurs are not a good team, but you could tell they were fired up. And, of course, here's another Nets thing. Career highs. They love giving up career highs. We've seen so many games where they've done that. And last night, Keldon Johnson went off for 36. I bet him to have over 25 points, but uh, Seth Curry blew my parlay because he couldn't get 20 anyway. You know, the, the Spurs are not a good team. You're right. Uh, obviously, that's a game you want to win. I didn't see a lack of competing from the team, so I guess that's that's one positive. It's not like they gave up and were just, they just stunk. The starters just stunk. Ben Simmons got in foul trouble. Like I said, I think that was the swing moment. But this is Kyrie's moment coming up because we could say they're going to lose all these games. I'm sorry. You know, Phoenix and Utah are beatable teams. You look at the, the schedule just on paper. Without Kevin Durant, they should be beatable teams for a respectable NBA team, for Kyrie Irving, if he's out on the floor with Ben Simmons. If Kyrie, Ben, and Claxton are in the lineup, they should have a chance to win those games, if not both of them. Because that is the thing where KD mentioned it, and I don't want to harken back to the trade requests too much because none of us want to think about trading KD. I think all have gone from, oh, you know, he doesn't want to be here, maybe trade him, to, oh, my goodness, this guy's the best thing that's ever happened to the franchise, hang his jersey in the rafters, right? Like, we've all gone through that that um, transition. But if you want to disprove that it isn't the same as last year, you got to win some of those games, right? Like, those are not 
juggernaut teams. Those are not unwinnable games. Yeah, and quite honestly, I think, you know, we go back to the Clax comments uh, talking about people who want to be here. And I can't say this with any certainty, obviously not reporter, not the locker room, none of that stuff. This These upcoming games, this upcoming situation is not a situation that I think Ben Simmons wants to be in. Just going back to him. I, I don't think that he wants to be in this situation. I don't think he wants to be going to these games because if Kyrie's calf soreness lingers, if it continues, then, oh, you're down top two stars. Third star, Ben Simmons, has to be that guy. Who's he? I mean, who's he going to pass to? Is he going to keep passing to the the other players on the floor? All of these other shooters. He's not a a man a man guard kind of a draw. It's just a situation that he's not going to want to be in. So things aren't as dire, I think, as Nets fans are, are are apt to think that they are right now. Especially when you're making comparisons to a 12 game losing streak that eventually led to a Kevin Durant trade request. I mean, that's you know five alarm fire level disaster. We're not there yet. But we're in a situation where the Nets have a very serious gut check. And I don't necessarily know if right now we have the players or the personnel or even, and I don't want to get into people's desire, but particularly with one player, a desire to to make things right in the time that we don't have Kevin Durant. And I don't think that's a good sign going forward. So to wrap things up, the Nets have lost their last three. They've dropped in the standings. They're now fourth place at 27 and 16. The Cavs are right on their heels. And the Knicks are not too far, which leads me to my next thing. It's the Suns tomorrow. It's the Jazz Friday. The Warriors Sunday. I honestly am betting probably against the Nets in all three of those games. It just is what it is. Then they play Philly on Wednesday. Maybe they can get a win when they return home against Detroit um, next Thursday. And then next Saturday, the 28th, the Knicks come to town. And the Knicks have been playing better. I know they had that let down in overtime against the Raptors. They just can't hit free throws down the stretch, can't play defense down the stretch. But the Nets have beat the Knicks, I think, eight times in a row. Can't have them come in the Barclays Center. You know their fans are going to be there. The ticket prices are already high for that one. And finally get that victory. Um, I'm just hoping it doesn't get there. But we'll have plenty of episodes before then. You guys got anything else? Yeah, well, KD, how, when did he actually go down? They said two weeks. I think it was like month, two weeks. Is it a week from this past Monday? So hopefully he heals Last up soon. Sunday. Yeah, sooner rather than later. We appreciate you, Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, every season we appreciate you, KD. Every season we get this reality check that the Nets aren't shit without <laughs> Kevin Durant. So you can't leave. <laughs> now you can't leave. <laughs> you got to play that whole contract out. But there you know, man, he is a guy as online as he is who does care about this stuff. I think he'll say he doesn't, but I think he does care. So the bright side of it is he, they had gotten so much scrutiny and called a disaster and all those things. I think in general, the general consensus has started to emerge of more appreciation of Kevin Durant. So maybe that's the the silver lining, um, if you will, for for what's going on right now. Yeah, I love that you said for all the people that talk about him not driving the bus, not carrying a team, what do you think he's done here in Brooklyn? When you take him out of the lineup, this looks like one of the worst teams in the league. For Keith McPherson, Robin Lumberg, Hudson Flynn, talking Nets, little quick bonus episode. That's all we've got. We'll be back with a full episode after the next game, I guess. Um, when is that? date wise so i don't promote that before we actually see the next game is tomorrow so i guess we can come together thursday 
and uh or no the next tomorrow is thursday i never know what day it is i guess we can come together maybe tomorrow before the game the game's not till 10 so maybe we could try and hit one tomorrow before the game i don't know i'll, I'll talk to robin and hudson but that's all we've got let's go nets let's go nets bro